following is my conversation with Amandeep. She is a host of the community and podcast She Takes on Corporate, designed to empower young people in corporate. I've been a fan of their content from day one, so I was excited to have Amandeep on. We talked about how Amandeep wanted to be a firefighter, got into pre-med, wanting to work for the Air Force, before eventually settling in banking where she is thriving today. We also talked about confidence, networking, and managing time, which are all the topics she cares deeply about and are often covered in the content from She Takes on Corporate. I think Amandeep has very simple and effective approaches in life, and talking to her made me think of the quote, living life is simple, but living life simply is difficult. This is Everything Goes Podcast, and here is Amandeep. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. I'm a big fan of She Takes on Corporate, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are crushing the game. We hope so. You, I mean, that's good to hear. Do you feel that? I think we are, but like I don't know. We, we're just doing what we think, what we want to do. And yeah. it's nice to know that it's being, like, it's being well received. Mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, like one thing that I look at is like your Instagram followers. It's growing like crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's over 1K. I mean, 1.1K, right? Last time I checked. It's just over 1K, yeah. Just over 1K? Yeah, yeah, one point, yeah. Yeah, and I remember when I followed you, you were at like 200 followers. Yeah. There yeah. was like, what, like a month and a half ago? Yeah, it was, we managed to get those numbers up quite quickly. But I think it's not about numbers. It just mm. goes to show that there is a need for this sort of thing. And young people want to understand more about their careers. So it's great that people want to follow us and want to kind of follow us along the journey of She Takes on Corporate. Yeah. Do you, what's the demographic like? Is it like mostly Kiwis or is it all over the world? We've got all over the world. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool to see that uh, the content you put out there, you know, it's not just for, you know, just for relevant for New Zealand mm -hmm. corporate, which is, you know, obviously where, where we, we are, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's no, that's awesome to see that. And I guess, you know, just because of the nature of the content, um, of your content being a uh, woman in corporate, mm -hmm. um, is it mostly women or do you find that there are, uh, there are a good percentage of men more than, more than you expected? Do you th I think more of our, most of our followers are females, mm. about 70%, I think. Yeah. And then 30% is males. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, oh. we do have about like, 14 different countries people That's from 14 different countries that listen to our podcast yeah. so i think those numbers are exciting <laughs> that's really <laughs> exciting what does your uh what what does your views or listens look like on on podcast like do you do you know the analytics of by heart so with the podcast mm. nicole is in charge of looking okay. at the <laughs> analytics but in terms of social media, that's kind of what I try and keep track of. Yeah, yeah, we split our workload because obviously we both work nine to five and it's just too much to juggle by one For person. Sure. Yeah, And you guys put out a lot of content. And I have to say, each of them is like a quality informative content. They're not just fillers. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we try and do one post per day. Yeah, But sometimes when we want to release um, content in terms of our podcast... So snippets from a podcast, then we would post two per day. 
Yeah. So because you know that's the addition to what we're already posting. That's true. Yeah. And well, before before we go on, I always forget to do this, but Amandeep here uh, is part of the one half of uh, she takes on corporate, which is a. It's not a podcast. It's a. It's more of a community, right?、Mm-hmm. Would you say that? Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, community for、uh, to. Well, maybe you're the best person to explain that, Amanda. <laughs> do you want to do a bit of an introduction? She takes on corporate. Yeah, it's just a community to community for us to share our experiences with other young people、mm. and other people going through similar experiences. Whether it's you're starting a new job or switching careers because you're basically starting. A new job again, like from the start when you switch careers. Sure. So it's for people to just feel comfortable, knowing that there are other people also going through this, and knowing how they've done it, so they can use those experiences to, you know, better their careers. So we're hoping that whatever we share as grads with other people or being early in our careers、um, can help out a lot of can help out a lot of other people with their journeys. Yeah, and. Do you? Because one thing that I learned by talking to Sia, so the hot, the other half of she takes on corporate was also my podcast.、Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole, Nicole, <laughs> Nicole Jackson. What episode was that? I think might be episode six, but yeah. So you should go check it out if you haven't already. There was a good conversation with Nicole.、Um, so yeah, one thing I learned from that episode was that you, because for me, this thing right here.、Uh, Is kind of like my podcast thing, and I do have happen to have an Instagram page for that.、Mm-hmm. But for you, it's more that you have a community,、uh, which right now is mainly on Instagram. Yeah, and podcast happens to be one of your contents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think if you're going to put out content that you think is valuable to、mm. others, then you also need to figure out how you can. Make sure that people find your content, and、mm. that's what social media is about. So we're hoping that people will come across our page and they like what they see. And if they do, that's great. Then、yeah. they can learn more about how to do certain things by going onto our podcast.、Mm. Yeah. The editing on your Instagram videos, man, th- those are. I remember <laughs> seeing one of the reels, and I was like, I watched that like several times, and I was like. T- calling my flatmate too, like Kelly, Kelly, you have to watch this. It's crazy, like because because you, I talk about. Thank you. You're too kind. <laughs> well, it's. Do you remember? Um, you remember which video I'm talking about, right? I'm I、dick? think you know.、Uh, yeah, I think it's. Is it the one that you're? Is it the one where we went to an event, networking yes, event? Yes, like the. Is it, was you, it a ball? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a finance finance industry ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the editing on that was crazy. Yeah, thank you. It took a while to do that, but was that?、Um, did you spend more time on that, on that, on that video compared to some other ones? Oh, it really depends because that one was more like quick transition, so you kind of just play around with that. But then,、mm. when you have to create videos for like day in the life where you're recording, but then later in the day. You have to create snippets and also do a voiceover.、True. I think those take longer to do. Is that right? But then,、um, obviously, because I'm still just learning, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just me that's taking a bit longer. But hopefully, I'll get faster as the time goes by. So, is editing something that you picked up for? She takes on corporate. Yeah. What What are you? What are the tools you're using right now for that? It's literally just we started with editing on Instagram. Oh. 
And it, we just use Instagram to edit. Yeah. And then we started looking into other areas that we can use to edit. Mm. But we're still trying to find different tools. So maybe you can tell me what things I can use to edit oh, videos better. Oh, well, I, I used DaVinci Resolve. Okay. I, I mean, but I only use it because it's free. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, and then oh. I sometimes edit on TikTok because I, like, I use, I'm like pretty active on TikTok in terms of not active in posting, but mm. I go on it quite often. <laughs> and then I will make a lot of videos just for my friends, but we don't actually post them. Mm. So I think I did have a bit of experience just editing and playing around with different tools on TikTok. And I think that's what's coming through with She Takes on Corporate. Yeah. Well, what's say, say, for example, like the day in the life of video. Mm-hmm. What was that edited on? That was just edited on TikTok. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So that would be on your phone, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I use my phone to edit everything. Yeah. Really? That's... That's uh, that's amazing. Honestly, you gotta find what what's the easiest for you. Yeah. Because obviously, some people prefer using their Macs. Yeah. And bigger screens. But then I'm like, I'm still getting there. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so let me just go with what I know for now, and right. then slowly build up my skill, and then we'll eventually start editing to that level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I think it goes to show that if you want to start something, if mm. you're serious, like you don't need to have the most fanciest tools you yeah. can start with the equipment like you know with our mics mm. they were only like 200 dollars each um and then we bought the stand that was like the stand where we the stand we used to um film our videos yeah that sends like 40 dollars from kmart and then and then now we're out here recording and putting out like a whole podcast episode so i'm just saying like if you're really passionate about something and you really want to do it like you don't need to go out there and buy the most expensive thing to exactly. get started. That that's so true. Like you you look at YouTubers and you know the YouTubers and podcasters you follow usually they got the best setup, right? Like say mm-hmm. like uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is like Joe Rogan. He's got his own studio, yeah. own editor, own basically like a person who Google things as they talk about things. Producers and all of that. Yeah, yeah. like. Uh, but when you start, you know, they must have started from somewhere. I remember Joe Rogan, he, mm-hmm. his first few episodes filmed on laptop webcam. Right. Okay. Yeah. And just looking at that, right, like uh, you don't need much to start. Mm. You, like you, even with the, if you see some of the greatest, greatest athletes, yeah, when they started, they didn't start with the fanciest shoes to get them where they are because we think we need to buy this and this to get started. But... It's just at the end of the day, it's drive and you wanting to do something and sticking to it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I think about that a lot because it's so easy to, I guess, I don't know. It almost feels like uh, instead of putting in work, you spend money and hoping that they will compensate for it. Yeah, Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm, which I'm very guilty of. And I learned that the hard way, I think. But honestly, good equipment does help. That definitely obviously helps. Obviously, less technical issues, <laughs> but we we got to work with what we have. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I think about that, I think, uh, like, say, say for example, I play tennis mm-hmm. and I think of a racket, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, my racket sucks. But then I think about what would Nadal do if he had my racket? 
he'll mm, that's a nice way to think about it yeah yeah you know he will you know dominate everyone still right yeah so that's that's the way i think about it gets rid of the excuses you know yeah yeah um the what's um i think one of the questions like when i first asked you for the interview mm-hmm. it was really interesting uh you say i think maybe it's you being like another podcaster and having you know <laughs> having had that experience but uh, i asked for an interview yeah. and you said yeah you're you're keen and you're ke- you gave me some topics that you you'll be you're kind of interested in to yeah. talk about too right yeah. do you remember that i, I mean i just wanted to get a bit of direction as to what i was going into <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true so you yeah. said uh where is that Um, do you have that there, Amandeep? Yep, I do have it open. I don't know what you um, want us to focus on. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think, oh, I, sh- I shipped. Um, you emailed me. I emailed you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one second. Uh, where is that? Did I delete that question? Well, well, <laughs> let, let me let me rephrase this then. Yeah, yeah I, I remember when I said you you said uh you like talking about like confidence, mm-hmm. growth, mindset. Yeah. And uh career. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm getting that wrong, but yeah, that was really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, is that uh uh something that you're interested in like since you started your career? or or maybe something that you're interested in even when you're younger, you know? I think it's just I feel like there's also it comes down to your personality type as well. Yeah. So I don't know, there's a lot of different things I can talk about here. Is there one specific thing you would like me to focus you, on? <laughs> you can go anywhere you like. <laughs> Give me a bit bit of direction as to where to start. Bit of direction. Yeah. I guess it's like um Because when I usually ask people for podcasts, right, mm-hmm. it's uh, um, often it's like say I don't know. It's my my guess. I ask them, and then they are like keen to talk about a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was my first time someone saying like, "Oh, these 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 topics are what what I like." Right. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that really stood out to me. I just thought. Okay, these are the things I can talk about the best. <laughs> these are the things I'm passionate about. So it's very easy for me to talk about them. I feel like when you have to be passionate about certain things for other people to believe in you as well. So I thought that's where my expertise are and that's what I can share. Yeah. Well, I'm not an expert, but <laughs> kind of, you know, the areas that I'm passionate about. So say like with confidence. Yeah. Uh, like as an example how did you get interested in that well i think with i think having good confidence goes a long way because like when you have good confidence it leads to a lot more opportunities with compared to being a bit more reserved mm. i guess and confidence isn't always about being the loudest in the room it's it's about being able to observe listen and then Like also when people do challenge you standing your ground because you know what they say isn't true. Yeah. So for example, 
there might be times when people are like oh like don't go don't go for that that's you know too out of reach like you're only young like focus on what you can do mm. but then but if you know deep down that you can you know do it and this they're talking from their experiences not from your experience then you don't have to take on what other people say to you you kind of just stand your ground you accept what they're saying without resistance and then you just go on about your day yeah <laughs> yeah so is that kind of something you learned from experience i think i was always the type of person who always kind of believed in myself i've always had so much faith in myself mm. and but over the years like obviously there's a limit to being confident and there's overconfidence right yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be like overconfident but that's how sometimes it can come across that when you really do believe in something and you're like no i think i deserve this i'm pretty sure i deserve this yeah. <laughs> um but that's just like from your experiences i think it's it really depends on what other people go through what their situations are so you really have to see also have to assess who you're talking to as well because if you're talking to the ceo they'll be like this is amazing this is what we look for mm. compared to someone who is still on their journey of developing their confidence that's when i say like feedback you kind of just have to judge who you're getting feedback from yeah but i think the way i've developed my confidence has just been like always putting myself in really uncomfortable situations and just giving things a go and i also do like do read books and like listen to other podcasts as well and try and learn from other people's experiences um so that i can kind of like learn something so i don't waste a lot of time trying to figure it out all my all on my own mm. if that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense i mean if you were to do it on your own it would be a lot of trial and error Yeah. But if someone has already gone through that, why not? Yeah, then you have that. like a bit of a solid ground to start on and then you can just pick it up from there instead of trying to do everything yourself. I think yeah. another biggest thing is that we always get told, you know, be super independent. You got this. I think there's a line to being independent. Mm. I think you should always ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> like regardless of how much you think you know, you can never go wrong with asking for advice asking for help and i think that's like one of the biggest things that's helped me in my early career like when i was a grad when i was an intern even though i had a really clear vision of what i was getting myself into what i was trying to achieve on an internship or my grad program i would always still talk to different people in my organization be like this is what i think i want to do and i'm very clear on it and this is why i think i should do it but i would like to get your feedback on what you think mm. um where i could go from these opportunities i have like could you guide me like i don't want you to make a decision for me i want you to kind of share with me your thinking process so then i can use that to make a decision on my own and then i'll give you an update on what i end up deciding so it's kind of it's you kind of just turn it into a game yeah. it doesn't have to be so serious <laughs> yeah <laughs> and but it takes confidence to ask those questions too Yeah, you know, I think when we go into that as well, asking the right question, that also comes with a lot of prep. I think every confidence comes from preparation. So when you're prepared, okay, that's not weird. Preparation equals confidence. Right. So when you're prepared, when you take even few minutes out every day to figure out what you want, where you're heading, I feel like you will naturally 
be more confident even if you're not at the start like that confident over time you will you will naturally getting you will naturally get that in yourself yeah like if you just keep doing it so for example in the morning i have like this morning routine i always like like to do that i think i only started doing that just a year ago so i didn't always do this but i would like in the morning like i would always go over my goals um what i'm actually trying to work towards and then kind of just like think about them take my time and then um look at my to-do list from the night before so like the night before i would create my all the things i need to like figure out tomorrow Mm. so then i'll look at my to-do list and then i'll like prioritize what i need to do for the day and then if i can get that one thing ticked off then that's amazing everything else can wait like it's probably not that important but if i can get the one thing done and if i know what i'm heading towards what what my goals are then it's fine because then during the day when someone gives me an opportunity or wants to talk about certain things it's so easy for me to make decisions because i'm like sorry i actually need to get this done today so let's do it tomorrow or like sorry that's not the if i get a job offer and i'm like sorry like even though i applied for it that was on me (laughs) but i like through the process i kind of figured out that this is not the direction i want to head towards so Mm. um but i still want to stay in touch and then eventually maybe this is something that comes later on so i think like knowing when you're like first you have to i think the first step is like being self-aware and then second step is preparation and then third step is like that will that preparation and that self-awareness will show in your confidence right and is that something that you learned over time is that like the daily like the morning routine for example yeah is that something that you learned from a book or how, how, how it's did just you? like i read a lot of these different books i'm really into ted talks as well okay. so i've been watching ted talks since i was 16 yeah so back then i would have this routine where i would start my day with one ted talk in the morning well, the, I could do that in school <laughs> because I had some time. You know, in the morning school isn't... Because TED Talks are long, right? No, TED Talks are only like 15 minutes. It's like... Yeah. A, well, it depends on what you're watching. Yeah, true. My attention spam is not that long. <laughs> not that great. <laughs> 15 minutes yeah, is quite long so for me too. 15 minutes, I could do that. So that's like easy. Um, so I used to do that for a bit. And then uni started and it was I was doing pre-med and it was so hectic. I kind of like lost everything. Mm. All this... All yeah. these different things I was doing and I was like, oh, I need to focus on pre-med. And I was just like so into pre-med that like I saw my personality change and I was like, oh, I don't think I want this. <laughs> I don't right? think I want to do med anymore. Like, yeah. So that's when I um, kind of went back to like just being self-aware, reassessing, started doing those like personality quizzes again, yeah. started figuring out like what made me happy, like what was working so well for me before and then try and bring that back into my uni again and mm. it worked out so well and i'm so grateful that i did not go down the original path that i thought i was yeah. going to take yeah that's a fascinating story so what was what was it like uh um i i guess first step is what made you think uh what made you get into like pre-med it was just because at school i did all the asian five subjects yeah <laughs> and i was like what what should i do okay let me just go become a doctor so there was there wasn't like your special interest or anything like that it was just no. like you could do a lot of things and it's i like, just had too many hobbies and my teachers were like you just need to pick one and yeah. go with it my art teacher wanted me to study art 
like okay. visual visual art because yeah. I used to do a lot of painting and drawing and she was like you could totally build a career in this and then my science teacher were like you can do mid yeah <laughs> so I was like I don't know what I want to do so let's just do mid <laughs> yeah but I remember I still remember this that during um one of these career days when I was near 13 like we had you know those sessions when different career partners come in and then you kind of go in a circle and kind of go to different stores to figure out what they do ah. like it was like this careers day we have this yeah careers day at school and they had a presentation on like firefighting and i was like that's what i'm gonna be on what sorry? a firefighter firefighter <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was like totally not built for that <laughs> But you know what? I could totally be a firefighter. So I was like, I'm going to be a firefighter. I went home, told my parents, and they were like, okay, you're just having one of those moments. Wait, there are hundreds of things I wanted to do. Yeah. What made you want to be a firefighter? It was just, I think, because I was like so focused on the like the type of lifestyle I want. Yeah. Like I wanted up to university after high school. So I was like, oh, well, like with firefighting, um, I can still stay active. But then I like, still get paid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then it's not too stressful. So I guess I want to do that. It's not too stressful. It sounds stressful to me. <laughs> that was me when I was 17 thinking that. Right. Yeah. Wow, firefighters. But then so, I came to my senses that I'm totally not built for that. Maybe <laughs> I, yeah. But I think with your mindset, you know, you would have started yeah, like working have, out, you yeah, know, whatever, you know. I did. But then, but yeah. then obviously like I, that's, that's what happens when you put yourself in a lot of different situations you kind of just like learn more about yourself so when I was at university I got exposed to so many different things and I was like oh I could totally do that as well yeah I could do that as well so that's when the firefighting kind of took back step (laughs) and that's when I was like I'm gonna go join the air force (laughs) so it was so different Yeah. yeah And so you, you wanted to join Air Force for a while to that. So like yeah. after pre-med, yeah. um, I switched my major. So I continued with public health science. Okay. And then I picked up information systems and operation supply chain in commerce. Mm. So I did the conjoint health science and commerce conjoint. And then I picked up operation supply chain major because that was the pathway of getting into the Air Force. Using right? <laughs> the Air Force, yeah. So for like three years, I was like, yeah, I'm going to totally do this. But then I was yeah. also doing so many other things. So I still had heaps of other interests. So, and then yeah. when it came to the last year, because you have to set like this physical test, um, like beep test and all of that to get into the Air Force. Okay. Um, obviously I had not been training I was like too into doing so many other things at uni that I hadn't been paying too much attention to my fitness level so I was like well I'm gonna I'm not gonna make the car so what can I do until I figure out how I'm gonna get into the air force and get fit I I think I have good level of stamina so it wouldn't have been too hard to like being a dancer, you already have good level of stamina so it wouldn't have been yeah so it wouldn't have been too hard to get into it but it would have required like some discipline going to the gym and like getting more fit, yeah. right? To get it, to pass the beep test. For sure. But um, so I was like, okay, so I need more time to get into the Air Force. Mm. Until then, let me just apply for this internship at a bank. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's that right? how, and that's why I, so at ASB, yeah, I did wow. the internship, operations internship. 
So that's how I chose that okay. I want to. It was still kind of aligned because I was still doing operations. Yeah. Because that's what would have been similar sort of stuff, I assume. At, like operations the same everywhere, right? Like tech is similar everywhere, kind okay. of design is similar everywhere, banking, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So I kind of did the operation. I was like, oh, well, I can still upskill myself in this space. And then yeah. when I apply for the role, at least I have some background. <laughs> and then ended up staying in banking. <laughs> yeah. What was, how did your interest for Air Force come about? It was because my grandpa was in the Indian Army. Ah. So I would always see his pictures and his, he would always share stories from his days. So I was like, oh, I could do that, but I don't want to go into the Army. Yeah. What, what else can I do? Okay, the Air Force seems good. <laughs> Let me do that. And uh, you said when you joined, when you were studying for pre-med. Yeah. Uh, you said... Uh, like your lifestyle changed, right? Like you yeah. couldn't do your morning routines and things like that anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can't remember the exact wording you put it, but you didn't like the way you were. Did you did you say something yeah. like that? Yeah. So what 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 changed for that? Like how did you change? Um, what made you? What how did pre med change you? Like I wasn't. I didn't enjoy the fact that I was studying all day. Like I wasn't communicating as much with other people anymore. I was just so into my studies. Whereas like I am naturally the type of person who prefers being around a lot of people, being in social situations. And that year I didn't even go to any social events. I was I was like, I need to get into med. Because you're too busy studying. Yeah, yeah, I was so busy studying and didn't focus on building too many friends. Luckily I was on a good floor and I did have a lot of good friends that I'm still in touch with. But it was just like not a priority, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I was also becoming very like quiet, which makes sense because obviously you're just studying all day. And you're stressed. But that's stressed. not the type of person I wanted to be. Yeah. And I also knew that like mm. when I was looking at like the longer lifestyle, like after university, like I knew I wanted to work around a lot of people. Whereas like with mid, it depends on your career. You can still do it. It's just because if you're staying patients one-on-one, it, every day it's like a different sort of communication styles compared to when you're working in a working in a team in a large organization like in banking i guess so it was just trying to figure out what type of lifestyle i wanted and putting that together and to be really sure that i was making the right decision so during the semester holidays I binge watched all these documentaries on the lifestyle of a doctor, really? what the day to day of a doctor looks like. Because I'm like, I need to know the reality because this is quite big. Like, I'm going to sign up to a six year course. Sure. So I need to know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. And then I watched all these documentaries, all these YouTube videos. And then I was like, okay, like, that's all fine. Like, I can push through six years, but is this the lifestyle I want? Is this the, this is the personality I'm going to have if I'm going to mm. go into this career? Like, do I want that for me? And I was like, oh, like, I don't think I'm willing to sacrifice that much. And I would have also had to sacrifice all my other hobbies because I was like, yeah, you know, some people are naturally just smart and they get everything and they're like, <laughs> read once and like, cool, we got it. But obviously I had to literally, I had to study hard. Mm. And I knew that I would have had to keep up with that for six years, which isn't, which isn't like a, which is like fair, like makes sense because you're going to become a doctor. Yeah. But then I was like, at what expense am I willing to give up everything else for this? I just like didn't see a good deal for me personally. But 
all my closest friends, my best friends are all doctors. So it's really interesting when I catch up with them because they're all med students. Like few of them have already finished med school. They're proper doctors now in their residency years. Mm. And then I'm like completely different to them in business banking. Yeah. <laughs> Never imagined myself in a bank, but here we are. So when you were watching those documentaries, you, you thought, okay, that's not the lifestyle that that's worth sacrificing your personality for. Yeah. That's what you thought. Yeah. What is it the long hours and and things like that that put you off? I think one of the main thing was that because I have so many interests like I just wasn't ready to decide one career choice mm. and then just sticking to it because with med obviously it's like a really long journey like you study for 6 years and then you become a resident in resident doctor and then junior doctor and then you have to keep up with studying so you really have to like you have to be really passionate about it if you really see yourself in bed that's what i think yeah but i also had so many other things that i wanted to try out Mm. and i just thought me wanting to choose one thing now it's just too early i have so many things that i want to do so that's why that was like my biggest reason yeah and how did you feel when you, because you invested, by that point, you would have invested, I don't know, maybe a year-ish, Yeah, right? it was one year, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you feel bad that like, oh man, now, you know, I invested this much, but, you know, now I'm changing direction. Did you feel bad or were you like, are you pretty good at just keep going? I was forward? like, oh, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, we're, we're still in our 20s. Like, For I don't sure. think you can really make bad decisions in your 20s because everything is just like a learning curve anyways. And I think the more you put yourself in a lot of different situations, the better you are going to be in your 30s and 40s because then you're just going to be so clear about what's worked for you in the past, what hasn't, how you were in those situations, what type of person you became from that situation. You're just more self-aware and I think you... It just leads to you becoming a better decision maker for yourself. Mm. So I wasn't really anxious when I decided that I wasn't going to do it, the whole mid thing. And I think the big part of me not feeling anxious was that I'm really big on networking. So during that time, to even confirm further, like at this stage, I was like 80% sure I wasn't going to do it. I had watched too many documentaries. (laughs) I had analyzed my personality. Like I had done everything. And I was like, just to be sure, I should go talk to previous grads who who are now doctors wow. and also who completed their health science degree because I was like, that's a path that I could take because health was health science is a bit more broader than mid. Well, okay. I think it depends because health science is more like public health. It goes a bit more into community mm. sort of area, whereas like mid is more technical side where yes. you're learning about the skill of being a doctor. Right. Yeah, so then I spoke to um, one of these girls that she went to my school. She was like a few years ahead of me, like four years ahead. Mm. And she had finished health sciences and she was working full time in her first year after completing her studies. Mm. So I asked her, you know, how did you find the degree? Like, did did you think it was worth it for you? What are your thoughts? And then it was just like so good hearing that conversation for her from her because then it made me some, it gave me some pointers to think about. And I went home and like reassessed my situation. I was like, okay, I'm like pretty sure this is the right decision for me. Yeah. So I think like networking is the way to go. And you would have been what, like 19, 20? Yeah, 19. 19. Yeah. Man, 
I th- that's such a mature thing to do. Do do you think that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just looking back at when I was nineteen, <laughs> comparing it to that, because. I mean, it's a friend that you knew from school, but no, we weren't really friends. She was just like someone I, because I used to play hockey. She was, she was uh, in my hockey team, so I was a year nine, and she was like year thirteen hockey yeah. student. Whoa! So it was like a big difference um, in terms of, because I would have been like what year nine is like thirteen, fourteen years old, and yeah. she was like seventeen, eighteen. There's pretty big gap in like, yeah, in those but we were days, in the yeah. same team. So I like we just knew of each other, but we weren't like friends. Friends, obviously, why well, would a year thirteen want to be friends with year nine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we, after that, like she knew of me and I knew of her, like we were Instagram friends as well. So I just like messaged her from there. Yeah. Kind of like picked up the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Can we catch up? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I think that's why it's so important to like pay attention to the people around you, get to know the people around you. You know, not everyone has to be some sort of a benefit to you just mm. like have conversations with people like get to know them because at the end of the day you never know maybe one day you want to ask how they did certain thing then you have those connections you can talk to people whereas yeah. when you when you're just so into yourself and you don't look at your surroundings and your environment then i feel like you kind of you're isolating yourself when you could be out here talking to people and mm. like growing yourself in that direction absolutely and i think and then when you have to like in that situation when you isolate yourself you need to get advice you're literally starting from scratch you're literally thinking and panicking where do i even start like who do i even start networking with yeah because you just haven't done what like you haven't done the easiest thing that you could have done which was just saying hi to the people you Mm. work with saying hi to people like joining all these different activities so that you can meet different people. But obviously you join activities that you feel passionate about. Exactly. And then you'll meet other people that are passionate about that in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. And do you value a lot on like the genuine genuineness? Is that a word? But yeah. like kind of the authenticity <laughs> of the networking. Like you were saying that you're not really there to network because it might benefit you in the future Mm -hmm. but you are there because you enjoy doing it yeah do you put a lot of value in that yeah i think that's the easiest way to network like when you're going to networking events you're there to like just get to know the people in the industry what are what type of things they're into what you could learn from it and then just assessing if that's what you want for yourself if that's where you see yourself going and it takes the pressure off you when you do approach networking like that. Because if you're going in with a mindset, oh, okay, I need to secure a job by this, then you're going to start thinking, okay, I need to remember to ask these questions. I need to talk to these people. Mm. But then that's just you thinking that what if the other person doesn't reciprocate? And then you're going to start panicking even further and it's going to take the fun out of networking. And I feel like networking is better when there's like, fun and you're just getting to know people yeah and there's no pressure either yeah so when you go to networking events do you because some people find it hard to say hi to strangers you know yeah. people that meet for the first time do mm-hmm. you get those struggles at all or, or uh, well luckily i'm an extrovert so i <laughs> i don't feel like that but we yeah. actually did a whole episode on how to network in yeah um social events or like when you go to networking events so people can check that out it's, it's 
we have an episode on like net, how to network in how to network at events. That's one of the episodes. I think it's episode nine or ten from yeah. our podcast. She takes on corporate. It was pretty pretty recent, and there was yeah. such a cool episode. And the one that I really liked about it, and I feel like it can be applied to a lot of things, is when you want to do something, do it within like five seconds or something. Yeah. And I'm like, that's true. From my experience, yeah. like it's either I do it or I don't. I'm not gonna do it in yeah. two minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> either yeah, I exactly. do it now or I don't do it. Yeah. No, I have a friend. Like she's a med student, and she's like the biggest introvert you can have. Like she's <laughs> just such a big introvert, and she has to start going to all these networking events now as a junior doctor. And she was just telling me how she doesn't know anyone but that's the whole point because they, they're inviting all the juniors from that cohort um, that are starting out and these are people from all different ages because you know sometimes doctors are in their 40s just starting out their career because they made a decision later on in their life that they want to become a doctor or mm. or you're a young person this is your first career you know so she's like I'm just too nervous to go into this I don't know how to start like I probably psyched myself up before I even get there and I was like just start when it comes to networking events you go in mm. like the time you walk out of your house start like practicing having conversations with people to like to distract your mind from like the overthinking process so yeah. as soon as you get into the uber or your car like in your car you can listen to music you know so you just need some sort of a distraction to distract your mind mm. if you're in uber start a conversation with the uber driver and then <clears throat> As soon as you get to the event, um, say hi to the people when you walk in. And then when you go into the elevator, if there's a person there, have a conversation with them. Or like, be like, nice shoes. Like, where'd you get them from? Yeah. Like, just anything so that you distract your mind. And then as soon as you enter the event, just look around, see the first person you see, and like, just start a conversation with them straight away. Like, don't yeah. give yourself time to think about anything because as soon as you start overthinking like as soon as you start thinking about what's happening mm. around you and how you're feeling anxious then you're going to go into the overthinking mode and then when you go into overthinking you're definitely not going to enjoy the whole networking experience and yeah. you're just going to psych yourself out and you're going to end up leaving a lot earlier than you expected <laughs> yeah i think you really need to break that three second or five second yeah the five seconds you, you need, yeah you need to do it yeah one thing that really helped me because i used to be a little bit like that uh just finding it super tough to kind of break the ice yeah one thing that really helped me was cold shower right <laughs> I, yeah. I talked about that on a lot of yeah. my episodes but uh so in the morning i do cold shower for a minute and a half right and especially during winter every time oh i God. get up i don't want to get in there yeah but one thing that helps me is at the end of the a lot of conversation going on in my head yeah. but at the end of the day just doing it just yeah. when i get in there it's never as bad as i thought just do it <laughs> you you heard it here you heard it here first guys just do it just do it <laughs> is that the your life motto or something yeah, <laughs> yeah it is no I, I really like watching sports so and then i also like the nike you know the branding just yeah. do it have you read uh shoe dog it's uh it's no, written by she dog oh shoe dog shoe? like shoe yeah uh oh. like um what you wear on your foot and uh animal dog um okay. so it's uh, it's written by phil knight who's the founder of nike and it's his memoir right uh it's super interesting i think 
obviously it's hard to say because he's obviously writing it so that people will read it Mm -hmm. and he knows that whatever that's written there whatever people read there is going to reflect on the nike itself yeah so you know i take it with a pinch of salt like what but the way it comes across is he seems super honest super Mm -hmm. vulnerable and in the book and so whatever he shares there i found this super inspiring the things he went through and the struggles he went through yeah yeah and i'm like i'm i'm aware of their um marketing strategies and stuff and Mm -hmm. i like also quite like how nike did it when they first started out so yeah but also i just like the slogan just do it it's so quick so easy don't think it don't think (laughs) about it just do it (laughs) just do it yeah yeah sometimes you just gotta do it yeah and you know with going back to networking like sometimes it's i know for people who are very introvert it is quite hard Mm. so one thing my friend used to do was she would take me along with her and that's like something people can do like networking doesn't have to be just you doing by yourself it can you can ask for help you can take one of your friends with you and just have them as your security blanket to just get started Mm. and then eventually hopefully you work on your confidence and you can start doing it yourself because eventually you will have to do it yourself (laughs) yeah yeah and I think one thing that's comforting for, for me at least, because I feel like I went through that journey of not being able to talk to people to I feel a bit more comfortable now. Yeah. Uh, one thing that made me feel a bit more comfortable was that this is a skill. Like if, yeah. if you want to get better at football, you practice football. You know, if you want to get better at dancing, you you know practice dancing. If you want to get better at net, so I keep saying social networking, but <laughs> if you want to get better at networking, that... Um, then you practice it, you'll get better. Exactly. I think it's a skill that can be learned. Yeah. It doesn't, no one's, well, a lot of things in life, you're not born with, well, some people are born with (laughs) (laughs) their talents, but everything can be learned. It just all comes down to your mindset and how much you're willing to take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was going to ask something. There, there is a, um, I was going to ask you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So after your, um, uh, you, you, the pre-med and you decided not to do it and you said you started studying, um, what you started studying on mm-hmm. from the second year because you wanted to get into the Air Force. Yeah. Um, was that the kind of the primary goal for that? Or did you have like, there, there was kind of like, um, did you think, okay, like this is the direction I want to go to yeah. rather than this is the job I want. Like this It was is where more of the lifestyle be. that I wanted. Yeah. So I was going with that. And then I was like, I just needed some of sort of a goal to work towards. So that was my goal. But then I, it wasn't a very, I didn't hold it very tightly because I knew I had so many other interests. So if something else comes along the way, then I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a problem with the people who have a lot of interests and hobbies because they yes. just can never pick what they... Because people always say, pick one thing and go with it. But it's so hard to do that when you want to do everything. But obviously you can't do everything. So it's good advice to just kind of do a few things and yeah. do really well in those few things than trying to do everything. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because... You know, because there's like, if if you do one thing, yeah, just one thing, you're obviously going to spend a lot more time on that thing compared to other people. Yeah. And therefore, you'll probably get 
a lot better at it yeah. than other people. Um, I'm thinking of like tennis here. Like I have friends who just spend hours every day playing tennis, sometimes twice a day and things like yeah. that. I play twice a week, if anything, you know. Yeah. Um, what and and I think one of the reasons is because I'm interested in a lot of things. Mm. I want to play tennis. I want to play football. I want to do podcasting, yeah. YouTube, and uh, play guitar and things. What do you think about? Um, what do you think about that? Do you ever think, oh man, like I'm missing out on being an expert at this thing? I think in your twenties, it's just all about trying different things, and then figuring out wh- what you want to take more seriously. Right. So it's fine to have like a lot of different things and not being an expert just yet, but everything kind of adds to the one thing that you want to eventually do. Mm. So. I think if you get the chance to upskill in anything, just do that. Like it, it's not a big deal. <laughs> I think yeah. we we put too much focus on trying to be a perfectionist and like trying to just do one thing. But then in in reality, it, when you do have a lot of different hobbies, you just become a bit more well rounded. And then when you have to tackle that one thing, focusing on that is just so much easier. Mm-hmm. So like with me, um, even though I have so many hobbies, but I do still have my priorities that are like my key things that cannot be compromised and then all the other hobbies are like oh if I can get to that cool if I can't cool like I was part of a competitive dance team and then I had to like decide this year when we started taking the podcast more seriously what's more important and where I wanted to put more my more of my time and then that's when I decided that I'm going to be doing dancing for a long time and it's okay if I'm not part of a dance team but I need to focus more on podcasting and because I need that time, like nine to five and then trying to do all the podcast stuff after that. It's so hard. So much time. On top of like me trying to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. There's so much time because mm. going to the gym by itself is like an hour it's a, a whole day process. At <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. have to like prepare your mind to go to the gym <laughs> in the morning. So I try and go in the morning, but it's just, sometimes I can't. So I end up using my lunch breaks to go. <laughs> You go in the morning sometimes? Yeah, this, sometimes I try. Yeah. I try my best, but it's so hard. But honestly, nothing is hard, so I should not say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like with the whole gym situation, you have to figure out your eating. It's not just going to the gym. You have to eat on time. You have to yeah. like have, make sure that you have your workout ready. Yeah. Then waking up early so you can actually go there. And then after the gym, getting ready. Exactly. Because I live so far away as well. Like My it's commute true. is one hour long yeah so i have to put that in so i'm like that way i'm waking up at five in the morning like how's that possible exactly. so, so i just don't go to the gym on the days i have to come into the office yeah but on the days i'm working from home yeah i will do that so it's kind of like just figuring out what works for you because if for every single person it's going to look slightly different yeah yeah so that you 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 will probably need some trial and error to see yeah. what works for you and go to the gym early in the morning one day yeah. you know, and then some days you know you go in the evening see yeah. what works better um it's it's taken me a while to get to where i am even with the gym routine i have now so i like my leg days back days and i've like really broken them down i've like oh, learned wow. like tried and educate myself a lot in that space yeah but that's taken like a few years to get for me to get there because i remember when i first started in uni I was just like doing anything and everything. I didn't know what I was doing basically. Yeah. And then over the years, I kind of like got comfortable with different gyms, layouts. 
like what these machines target what is what are they for do i even need to use a machine and then eventually like i've gone to the point where i was like no i feel pretty confident i kind of know what i'm doing in the gym and then i was able to help my mum come up with like come up with her gym plan based off her uh. needs and then yeah so it's kind of helping her out as well now and she's getting a lot stronger because obviously when you're age so good you need to find a way to stay fit they're so good on you amande but i think that's like with like that's with everything that you can't just become an expert like over like two i don't know like sometimes it just takes years to do it yeah. but it's but you don't want to think of things in that sense you want to think of like everything that you is adding up to something bigger so like just keep mm. doing it <laughs> Yeah. Everything that you do is adding up to something bigger. Yeah. Man. So, so because there was like no yeah. way when I started my gym journey thinking that eventually I get to the point where I can literally figure out why someone's gym routine is not working. Yeah, that's uh, true. Why am I what I need what do I need to So like I can literally figure out now that with my mom like keeping her age in mind what different exercises i should give her and obviously not over complicate things for her because she doesn't care about leg day back day whatever like she just wants to stay fit that's her main yeah. goal so based off that what kind of routine i can give her and also make sure that she feels motivated to go do these and yeah. it's easier for her so like i would have never thought i could do that in four years like four years ago so yeah oh that's yeah. amazing is there like a gym like a fitness influencer you follow or no. at all so this is like kind of just looking at what's there and all kind of self-taught as well yeah i think you can like we have access to internet these days like exactly, yeah. you can learn anything by yourself yeah. like it's actually not that hard um so with that i would just watch like sometimes some youtube videos mm. <clears throat> like <coughs> like earlier on i would watch some youtube videos and then when i was at uni i would have some friends that would go to the gym so i would yeah. tag along sometimes with them and see what they do so that was kind of more for me to become familiar with using different equipment true and then over time you just become confident i think that's like going back to the whole confidence thing yeah just keep putting yourself in different situations and if you don't want to do it alone do it with friends if you don't have friends that do those things find friends make friends in that sort of space join different clubs and then eventually you will get to the point where you are so confident about what you do. Yeah. And then you're in that position you're in that position where you can help others around you as well. Wow. Yeah. So, now one of the I mean this is I I, I want to say one of the best advice that was given to me, but mm -hmm. I can't say it was given to me because I overheard someone else saying it to yeah, someone else. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it was at uni and they were working on an assignment and they were saying, "Bro, this assignment is so long." And mm -hmm. It's due tomorrow, um, and it's already like 8 p.m. or something. And uh, and the other guy said to that guy, "Oh, just keep going." Yeah. Just keep going. And I was like, and I was I heard that, and that was really interesting to me. Yeah. Like it's such a simple, such a simple thing yeah. to say, and such a simple thing to do. Yeah. Just keep going. But I feel like. At least for me, I overcomplicate doing that. Yeah. I think a lot of people do overcomplicate things. Yeah. Even I sometimes overcomplicate a lot of things. It's easy but then to you do realize, that. okay, like take a step back. What are you even trying to solve? What are you looking at? Mm. And then based off that, you create small actionable plans that you can do every day that you wouldn't have too much resistance towards. 
And then eventually, by end of the year, you will have you would have completed your goal. True. Like you don't have to do it all in like one month. That's true. So it's okay to give yourself time. That's like I don't know if you've heard of the twelve year book. No. Twelve week. Twelve week. Twelve week year. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. But it's basically is the concept of you have your yearly goals and then you break them down into smaller steps. Okay. And breaking them down into quarters. So what? So whatever your goal is for the year, you will write down actionable steps that you can take mm. in that quarter. And then once that quarter is done, then you move on to the next quarter. So we have four quarters. You do that. By end of the year, you would have completed your goal. You could have even completed it earlier because mm. you've been so consistent with taking small action every day towards it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard that in your latest episode. Yeah. It was one of our episodes. Yeah. Yeah. What's your goal right now <laughs> or this year? There are a few. I don't think I can tell them. True, true, not fair <laughs> enough. Because I do try and keep my goals more personal to me. Because yeah, okay, in Indian culture, we do believe in evil eye. <laughs> evil eye? Yeah. What's that? Nazar. I don't know if you've heard of it, but no. it's kind of just keep things to yourself okay. until they're done. And if not, it won't be achieved, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of like the evil eye concept. I don't know how to explain it. But obviously yeah. you, you still have to, sometimes you have to tell tell your goals to people yeah. for them to help you because mm. you can't, there's a lot of times you can't do it just all by yourself. But then that's just making sure you identify the right people to get help from and getting help from the people that have the best interest for you. Yeah, so I kind of go about goals in that sense. But yeah. I can share with you one of like few of my not so high yeah <laughs> like no, confidential sure. goals oh, no. and you don't even yeah. have to share yeah no but I, I get that I get yeah. that I heard somewhere that uh, someone asked it was on like one of the podcasts too. I forget who it was but they asked what their like event like the you know, ultimate goal was yeah. and they were saying uh, they don't like to share like they don't like saying goals out loud. it might have been PewDiePie okay um, he, I, I think he was saying that he doesn't like uh, sharing goals out loud because he would rather do them yeah. and so that people find out and show Later it. Later on. Yeah, yeah, rather than saying it uh, you know, in advance. Yeah. So I, I get that. Like, because sometimes when you can't achieve it in the time frame you've given mm-hmm. to other people, then you kind of like start feeling bad about yourself and you're like, damn, like how did I not manage to do it? But also sometimes when you do tell other people, then it's putting more pressure on you that now you have to achieve that by that date. I guess in some situations that can work, depends on the goal. But in other situations, it's just putting way too much pressure on you to do everything too quickly and then making sure you hit a deadline when... And that takes the fun out of goal setting as well. And then you just... It just becomes a chore and now you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. I, so Sometimes I have a goal in my mind and then I get excited and I want to tell people. Yeah. But then I do remember, uh, I mean, this is kind of just from my experience. I do remember the more, usually the goals I don't share is the one that I, I am, I find myself actively working on right. more often than not. So, um, I didn't know there was a concept for it. Like, for example, evil eye, like you. Well, that's like just you like the Indian culture. It's just so that just keep your things private until they're per- permanent yeah it's kind of that concept yeah i think there's a big wisdom to it 
I'm not sure, but <laughs> I, I kind of, I do believe in that. Yeah. yeah. But also I think, I think goal setting is different for everyone. So if it works for people to tell other people, because I have friends who would have Instagram accounts where they're sharing their workout journey and they want people to follow along with them. Mm. Cause that's what we're doing with She Takes on Corporate. Like we have to share our goals, you know? So they, it really depends on the situation situation. Yeah. So with them, my friends, they will be like, this week I went to gym this many days. Like, and then it's kind of more like, okay, getting encouragement from others to keep going. So that's why I think you just have to see what works for you. Like yeah. even with our she takes on corporate, we have to share what we're doing with other people. We're keeping people on a journey. So in that sense, the whole keeping your goals private doesn't work, you know? It just depends on what yeah. type of goals you're asking the me to share. Yeah. Context matters. Yeah, context, context matters. matters. Yeah. When you joined or rather, when you got accepted for the mm -hmm. internship at a bank, yeah. at the bank that you're working in yeah. right now, uh, how did you feel? Because I'm guessing, obviously, one side, you got accepted, you got a, an offer. So obviously, there's you'll be pretty happy. But on the other side, it wasn't, like you said, you at that time, you're more going for the Air Force yeah. position, right? So you must have thought like, oh, is this the right decision as well? Honestly, I did apply for an internship with like it was pretty like on one of the bases i don't know but it's i don't know if i could say the company's name but okay it was i don't even remember the company's name now <laughs> it was a while back but it was working with the air staff crew so i was like i want the internship and i even tried to like network in the space and try and get it and i didn't get it and then i also had applied for this another internship that was really closely linked to me wanting to join the Air Force because I was like, I should get some experience in this to see if I really like it or not. And then I didn't get that either. And then I got the one the one internship that was outside what I actually wanted to do was the one at the bank. Mm. Ended up getting that. And I was like, okay, well, I want some experience over the summer. I'll just take it. But then I was also like, okay, maybe this is, maybe I should just give it a go because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And maybe this yeah. is, Maybe this is what I meant to do because if the fact that I tried so hard to get the other ones and I didn't get it in this one, I didn't actually try anything. Like I just showed up on the day. And <laughs> this was your like third choice. The best. Yeah. Yeah. So this one I got it with the least resistance. Maybe I should what? give this a go. And like, why am I trying to force something that's not even happening? But then there's this other opportunity that came to me so easily, and I'm still young. I can try and explore it. So let me just go for it. And. I'm so glad I've worked like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a following que follow up question yeah. to that. But do, do you want any drink, Amandi? <laughs> We've got some vitamin water, glass of vitamin water. Uh, and if you want something slightly alcoholic. I've got water. It's okay. Thank you. Crispy <laughs> I'll apple. Stick to water. Okay, cool. I'll go with the vitamin water for now. Um, and while we're at it, uh, can we have a quick break? Yeah, sure. I'm just going to run to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're back. We're back. Um, how's the timing, Amandeep? Like, I know, I know you got some I stuff to do afterwards. I can stay for like a few more minutes. Yeah. 10, 15 minutes. Cool, can sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> I was going to ask, um, <clears throat> so a lot of these, a lot of like your decisions and like your morning routines and things like that, right? I think it's very, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it sounds like a very logical 
decisions to do. Like for example,、mm-hmm. like when you get better at something, you work on it, you know, and practice it to get better、yeah. at that.、Um, but looking at like your decision to join the internship, as an example, like you said,、um, you thought about like, oh man, like this is something that I didn't put as much effort on compared to other things, but I, I got here with. The least resistance,、yeah. uh, you know. In some ways, you know, that's and then and then that's why you thought about like, oh, maybe this is the way I'm meant to go, right?、Mm-hmm. But I was like, it was just an internship. Might as、mm. well just give it a go. See what happens. It's only three months. It's not like I'm signing up to a lifetime contract. <laughs> yeah. So, so you kind of just give it a go. That、yeah. made it easier for you to decide that. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just give it a go and see what happens, and then through that. I actually figured a lot about the other industries around me as well, and、mm. I realized it would have been a wrong move for me to go to the Air Force. Yeah, <laughs> because of my personality again. Right. Because I learned a lot about I from the internship. I actually figured out that I didn't want to do operations role. Okay. <laughs> so you more in design. So then, if I had taken the role, at, like what I was trying to do with the Air Force. I would have I would have left that career way. That's true. Like, I would have not stuck it out, and I would have left and tried something else. Yeah. But then, because of this opportunity at the bank, and I decided to do it, I realized a lot sooner, and it just saved me so much time. And I now I'm doing stuff that I actually like, and actually aligns with my personality a lot more. Yeah. So that's why, like, when anyone asks me for advice, like in terms of people at university. I always say, make sure before deciding to choose something, go shadow someone for a day, or like shadow a person who's in that industry, or talk to someone that's in the industry that's around our age. Like, don't go someone too senior. Talk to people around around our age and see if they actually like what they do,、mm. and like talk to someone who's going to be genuine and honest about the experience because、mm. people like to sometimes sugarcoat what they do and like you know they want to look. Like oh they're doing well amongst their peers, that's true. but that's not sometimes not the reality. So some you just have to like talk to a few people and then collect your market research, gather <laughs> it, and then make a decision. Like you make a decision for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and you did an internship, and then I'm guessing after that summer you went back to uni to finish off. Yeah. And then did you have to? I guess you have to apply for grad program again afterwards, right? Yeah. So then after that, because the internship was, even though it was at the same organization, they were kind of going through restructure, so it didn't end up like it wasn't very well laid out, like transition from internship to grad. Because、right. I know some companies will offer you automatically grad program after the internship, but this was like completely different.、Mm. But when I was on the internship, I did make an effort to network with at least one person in different part of the bank to figure out what they kind of do, kind of just get a gist of what they do. That if I was to come back, I would know what team I would like to be in. So kind of had a good idea based of that, and then I through networking got called in for. The graduate program, so didn't have to do any of the initial stages. Just、oh. got called to do the final interview stage, like、yeah. where you talk to the manager, and then somehow ended up getting the offer. Ah,、oh, awesome! And I'm so happy to hear that it all worked out for the best eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think your one of the things that I learned listening to she takes on corporate,、mm-hmm. and that that really fascinated me and. 
making me want to reach out to you for for this uh, this podcast recording was that you stayed on the grad program for a while, yeah, like com- longer than compared to other people, yeah. And the reason was to because that's the grad program offers a very unique opportunity yeah. to be at a different sectors of the bank, yeah. Uh, and you wanted wanted that, yeah. And that's awesome. And I think that goes back to again knowing your why really clearly like knowing about what you want and where you're heading because you can easily get distracted by your peers rolling off and going into higher paying jobs a lot sooner than you do Mm. and you know starting their careers a lot sooner than you will end up getting there but then if you're really clear about what value you're getting out of the grad program and like what you're trying to learn then you can't go wrong and then you won't really feel bad about you being still on the grad program while your peers have moved on. Yeah. So I think I always knew what I was trying to get out of the grad program and like where I was heading. So all the other things kind of didn't really matter to me. And I was like, you know, everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's on their own path. Like don't really need to compare myself to anyone. Just do what I think is right. And plus, again, I'm in my 20s. I don't need to put pressure on myself to have it all figured out. It's going to come. Like I has, Like things have always worked out for me so far so i'm sure even in the future it will work out for me if i just keep going and if i keep experimenting with a lot of different things yeah and i I think one of them is that one of the things that like you're confident about your decision to do that while your friends are advancing into other roles i guess yeah you're doing your own thing right Mm -hmm. you knew what you i guess you had a clear idea about what you wanted yeah and where you want to be yeah. So it's, I guess, you're doing your own thing. So you don't really look at, really compare yourself yeah. to others. And but in that process, it's still important to get feedback. Mm. So I would always, during the whole grad program, I had few people that I would go to for feedback. And it was it was more towards like you in your position now, if you were in my position as a grad, <laughs> is this what the knowledge you have now? Is this what you would be doing? Mm. Are you, or is there a part of the, area part of the bank that you would like to explore with the knowledge you have now that you think is really crucial that if you were younger had the chance to learn about it you could do that now so that's kind (laughs) of like how i judged my rotations and shadowing periods based off so i could experience kind of what they wanted to learn and also this was a really cool opportunity for me to give back to the people i was giving advice from because then i was testing out these different areas that they actually want to know more about as well and then now i was coming back to them with like this value that i could provide you know like a lot of times we think as juniors we we don't have much to get back to our mentors but then your experience and your willingness to try different things and experimenting actually does offer a lot of value to them so um wow with the new role that I've accepted as well, that's actually a role that one of my mentors is looking to go into okay. as like a senior. So he's like, we should catch up again in a few months. I want to know like how you're going on with the role. And I'm like, perfect. Like as much as he's, I'm learning from him, I also feel like I have a lot to share with him as well. That's the best yeah. like relationship we can have with someone. Exactly. Because yeah. then it doesn't feel like, you're just taking, taking. You're also kind of sharing Definitely. what you're learning as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so. That's so cool. That yeah, yeah. I think one in the one of the podcasts you said like you when you meet someone, you know, you don't go there empty-handed. You know, like 
you prepare something, you、yeah. have something in mind, you know,、yeah. show them that you appreciate their time and stuff. And if you can offer them some value too,、yeah. that's awesome. That, yeah, because you know, then if you can offer even the smallest value to them, They're more likely to want. They're more likely to want to stay in touch with you as well, which is like perfect for you because then you're not out here trying to message someone and like hoping to get a response. You know they will respond. Yeah. Because they also see value for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's also、uh, that's. I feel like、uh, I overlooked that. I think so far I've been. I'm I'm okay at kind of doing my own、mm-hmm. thing. You know, having having a goal and. Having an idea on like what I want to do,、yeah. and kind of sticking to that, regardless of, I guess, what the rest of the society, like the norm、uh-huh. of the society, is. But I didn't think about getting a feedback on what I'm doing,、mm. um, and that seems like a really important step that I, I've been missing out on.、Mm. Yeah, I yeah. think feedback is honestly crucial. Even if you think you're killing it, yeah, just get some feedback. Like it's not too. It kind of just makes you. I feel like. When you get feedback, even if you know what you're doing, sometimes your mentors or people that you go to for advice will ask you questions that you haven't thought about,、mm. and then when you、That's、think、true. about those questions, you're like, "Oh, okay, no, I totally get it. Get where they're going and what I need to think about next." Because with with、um, a lot of things, when you tell someone what to do, they're not gonna. Take that very well, but when I think the power as a leader is when you can ask someone questions and then they have to come up with solutions themselves, then the person is more likely to act on those solutions because、okay. if because to the brain they came up with the solution, not you telling them,、yeah. but actually you were the one who influenced them to take that decision. If、mm. that makes sense, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess as a leader, the the role of you, the role for you is to ask the right questions、yeah. to direct them in the direct, like yeah, correct direction, and not to like give them the answer. Yeah. Because you want them to figure out the answer themselves. Yeah. But you're not there like pushing them to figure the answer. You just give them enough time.、Mm. That's what my mentors do. Like they give me enough time to for me to reflect and figure out. And then they said, "When you're ready, when you're comfortable to share what you've been thinking, come back, and then we'll have a discussion, another discussion about it." And I think that's helped me so much in terms of figuring everything out. But I also do a lot of journaling and reflections every week.、Mm-hmm. So even just going into those conversations again, the preparation is there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, th- those kind of things fascinate me, Amandeep, and having to talk, having talked to a lot of my friends. Yeah. Uh. I think, you know, what you said today is super helpful, and I think it's it's very unique. You know, a lot of people wouldn't have you wouldn't have heard these kind of things, but I think it would be helpful to. I'll definitely find it helpful, and I think to a lot of people too. So thank you so much for jumping on here to talk about those things. That's、thank、been、so、awesome.、Much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here, and it was really nice to get to know you as well and、oh, meet you in person. You too, you too. Um, so we've got this last. Quick segment called the quick fire questions.、Okay. But before that, do you wanna like the your Instagram is a she takes on corporate podcast. She takes on corporate. Do you wanna plug anything out there for the for the listeners? Sure. I mean, if you're into learning about career and personal development, follow she takes on corporate podcast and follow us on our、uh, Instagram. 
page she takes on corporate we also have a tiktok page starting up real soon so you can follow us there as well and if you guys have any feedback on any of our episodes if you have listened to our episode please feel free to share that with us Mm. as well i know a lot of my colleagues listen to your episodes oh my god (laughs) and we we talk about it (laughs) oh thank you um and your podcast platform it's on it's basically on everything yeah on everything yeah yeah. uh do you the most common popular one is spotify yeah yeah do you use like um distributor for that so nicole handles all the podcasting side (laughs) i need to have nicole back on nicole if you're listening to this time for volume two (laughs) um okay so i've got this segment quick fire questions so i got seven questions here i don't know if you've seen them amandeep have you seen those questions i actually don't remember because i looked at the document a few weeks ago okay it's it's pretty new it's pretty new yeah so you probably wouldn't have seen that but that's that's good that's good because it's you know it's quick fire so you know bit more agile kind of thing well it's usually quick fire questions but i changed this to who's more likely to okay because she takes on corporate it's a it's a you know two people business right (laughs) so um right so it's either me or nicole that's correct yeah so these are uh, i i searched up um who's more likely to questions for, for best friends. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I've got like, and I, I picked seven out okay. from that that I thought was pretty funny. Um, so number, number one, who is most like, I guess, yeah, who's more likely to clap when their plane lands? I think neither of us. <laughs> you have to pick, I'm a dip. Yeah, I don't think Nicole would do that, me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who is more likely to get a random tattoo on a night out? Me, for sure. Who is more likely to join a cult? Oh, it depends on what type of cult. <laughs> what type of cult <laughs> would you join? I'd join a food, something to do with food. food. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. What about like an alien cult? <laughs> I have not thought about that at all. <laughs> you guys did like a... a instagram story once yeah. asking for like ideas for your upcoming episodes <laughs> <laughs> and i said aliens i think i saw that yeah. i saw that response <laughs> yeah and it's in the works right it's in the pipeline that's what that's my understanding it's not in a one-year plan <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll come back to it true true yeah yeah but you know if you break it down into few chunks yeah you know research <laughs> yep. aliens and then yeah incorporate that i'm looking forward to that uh who is more likely to be a low-key... Oh, what? It's like the same thing. Who's more likely to be a low-key conspiracy theorist? I don't know. <laughs> I'll say Nicole. Nicole. Yeah. Uh, who's more likely to quit to host a reality dating series? Me. I would host a dating... I yeah. would host a series, yeah. That would be cool. I think you'll be a great but host. I don't think um, I'll do it. You don't think you'll do it? It doesn't align yeah. with your lifestyle. <laughs> no, not the lifestyle, but I have a friend. I hope she will make a great reality TV show host for a dating series because she watches, um, what are those shows that are currently happening? The Love Island and all of that. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's always giving me updates on it and how yeah. they could do better. And I'm like, you should just go sign up to one of these shows. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so I would say one of my other friends. One of your other friends. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, who's more likely to reply all to a company-wide email? Me. Nicole is too smart. <laughs> she won't do that. <laughs> who's more likely to become an internet meme? 
It could be either one of us. Yeah. You never know. And if you go viral, you know, <laughs> you can't complain. Yeah. I mean, attention is good, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Do you believe in that、uh, any publicity is a good publicity? I don't know. I think it has to like, align with your goals again. Yeah. <laughs> If you're、true. fine being made fun of for like, a certain thing that you don't really care about, then yeah, yeah it's fine. But yeah, I think there's a line to that question as well. That's true. Would you ever go on LinkedIn? I actually, I don't, okay, to be honest, I don't think any publicity is good publicity because. You don't think that? If you look at your personal brand、mm-hmm. and if you're trying to follow that, we actually have an episode on personal brand if you want to listen. That, you're like, <laughs> you're pe- all about personal brand, right? Yeah. That's one of the things that, yeah, I had on yeah. there, yeah. So if you're into, if you know your personal brand, if you're trying to build that and if it doesn't align with that, Then、I don't think I want publicity around the things I'm not trying to be. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true.、Um, you said LinkedIn? Yeah. Would you go on LinkedIn? Because what you do is like very centered around like career and things,、yeah. right? So LinkedIn would be a good place, wouldn't it? But just our target audience aren't there. That's why we don't really promote She Takes on Corporate much on LinkedIn.、Ah. Because it is for young people or Usually, people starting out, but also people who are switching careers. So, obviously, people a little bit older can also listen to it.、Mm. But, main target is just kind of sharing our journey with the people around our age. Yeah. And most of them are either on TikTok or Instagram, not、yeah. on LinkedIn. <laughs> I mean, we do go on LinkedIn, but it's only to see other, when someone gets promoted or all those news, right? But they just don't feel authentic, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. But I think LinkedIn would be a good platform if you're trying to get sponsorships or. Trying to get your podcast out there for other people to know that this is what you're doing and you're trying to build yourself that personal brand. Yeah. 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 Nah.、Um, yeah. Again, it's been awesome having you, Amandeep.、Uh, you got to leave. Thank you, Amandeep. Let's、mm. get out of here. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>